everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of the Climate Smart Podcast. Again, I'm Shreya. And I'm Priyanka. So before we start this episode, I want to give a brief overview about the format of our podcast. So our podcast will always include a term or theory. We will be providing a brief understanding about it and explain it in the context of Nepal. So the theory we are discussing today is the catch-up effect which Shreya was introduced to in her environmental ethics class in college. So Shreya, why don't you go ahead and explain what exactly the catch-up effect is? Yeah, so the convergence theory, also known as catch-up effect, was coined by an economics professor named Clark Kerr. And the theory pretty much presumes that as developing countries who are at the earlier stage of industrialization, move towards becoming more industrialized, they will eventually converge with the developing countries and that both of them would be similar in terms of societal norms, per capita income, technology, and many more. So in other words, the theory basically presumes that the poor economies would literally be able to catch up to the more robust economies. That is, if they're open to becoming uh, industrialized be it through attracting capital, enforcing new technologies, or just even participating freely in global markets. Interesting, and I also did some research on it and found that this whole process of catching up also has some limitations. For developing countries, the biggest limitation is their ability to create certain social capabilities such as adapting to new technology and utilizing resources in a more sustainable way. Also, if there is no free market or the market is not properly regulated and technology is expensive, then the nations will never be able to catch up. Right, Shreya? You bring up a really good point. Uh, so yeah, just like any other theory or uh, concept in general, this theory also has its limitations and can be problematic in certain ways. So the problems or limitations associated with this notion could be that it gives a false sense of hope to the developing nations, that it paints a pretty picture as it reassures the poor economies, but doesn't really take into account the various negative externalities that could arise eventually. And similarly, it also disregards the practicality of different initiatives and whether such projects would actually make sense in a developing nation. And, And in some ways, It also romanticizes the westernized industrialization period and that leads to it ignoring the negative impacts that it has made globally over the years. And personally, I think that this, all these limitations and problems could ultimately challenge the basis of a sustainable development. Definitely. I mean, developing countries have to progress. But in some way, there is this unnecessary pressure to catch up and it is preventing sustainable development. In the context of Nepal, I would say we mostly are influenced by the development of our neighboring countries or the Western world. So we start many projects. And in fact, we need projects for economic growth. But most of the projects in Nepal are unplanned and unregulated without proper environmental impact assessments. So every project has economic ecological, social, and human costs that are initially not accounted for, but later on, we have to bear it. That's true. And a recent project that comes to my mind when we talk about the problem of catch-up effect is 
the Nizgod International Airport project in Bara, Nepal, which is said to be the largest airport in South Asia in terms of area. And while it's understandable that developing countries like Nepal need better infrastructures, but by establishing an airport of that scale, it sets up a false sense of hope that the country can immediately catch up to developed neighboring countries. And it fails to consider various other factors that come along with the establishment of such infrastructures, such as maintenance, feasibility, usage, and more. And looking back at how Nepal has been handling the only international airport, it is questionable as to whether we would even be able to maintain the newer airports. And there's also the concern of a potential loss of resources, uh, mostly natural, for an outcome that has a higher possibility of failing. The airport definitely is a major concern. We are aware that Nepal does have a huge tourist potential and we need proper infrastructures to support it. And also many people who support it claim that it will be a national pride and support the economy. But at the same time, this project will result in a huge ecological damage. This reminds me of a popular slogan which all of us Nepalis have heard growing up. Horiyo ban Nepal kudhan. Which translates to green forest is Nepal's wealth. But over the years, the situation has reversed. To increase Nepal's economy, we are increasingly getting rid of our own green forests. For this project alone, around 2.5 million trees are going to be cut, and imagine the ecological damage it is going to create. Now, some people supporting the project claim that only 195,000 big trees and 575 small trees are going to be cut initially, and how for one big tree, 25 small trees are going to be planted. But the problem with this is regenerating an entire forest is not just about planting new trees. It is about regenerating the soil suitable for tree growth, regenerating watersheds, and most importantly, creating a suitable environment to restore biodiversity. So simply stating that we are going to plant trees is not a proper solution to the damage it is going to create. That's a very important point to bring up, Priyanka. It's also interesting to see how it again ties back to that catch-up effect as the Nepal government is trying to justify their action uh, to cut down nearly a million trees by planning to plant twice or thrice as many trees and promising a fruitful life for those who would be displaced. And this is something that the developed nations have also done in the past to justify their own actions for various projects or initiatives associated with development or industrialization. But what is being ignored is the fact that most of these promises and justifications don't fall through. For instance, a lot of developed countries have been accused of monoculture in their afforestation efforts, where only the economically beneficial trees would be planted. And such actions like these have not only affected the plant's ecosystem, but displaced wildlife in that process. Speaking of wildlife, Nijgarh is one of the richest forest biodiversity areas and the only remaining hardwood forest in eastern Thai region. So the area does support many endangered species. And without a doubt, this project will destroy the natural habitat and displace them. And let's not forget the 8,000 people who are currently living in the area that are also going to be displaced, creating a serious state of panic. Like imagine being in their situation, living with constant fear and having no guarantee of resettlement. And also, Nepal already is a small country, and forcing a huge displacement of both wildlife and humans will create such a mess that the government is not equipped to handle. 
And it's honestly so amazing to see ambitious layouts and plans associated with this airport, where they promise facilities like information parks, stadiums, malls, and many more. But the plan fails to consider the fact that people around the area and the ones who are displaced would not have the immediate skills to run such facilities. Mm -hmm. And it's again questionable whether there will be a proper management that would be able to properly train those in such a short amount of time, as it is a drastic change in lifestyle and labor for those around that area. That's true. Like, when you hear about all these new infrastructures that's going to be made, who won't find it appealing? I mean, everyone would. But the main question which we all should be thinking about is, at what cost are we willing to degrade our already suffocating environment and the vulnerable communities around it? Let me provide you with an example of a very similar scenario that is happening in the Philippines because of deforestation. So the Philippines is already one of the most severely deforestated nations in the world because of illegal logging for economic reasons. They have lost so much of their forest area in the past four decades and they are paying a huge price for this. They face food insecurity problem, there's water insecurity, biodiversity has been lost, and of course, there's loss of cultural communities. So clearly, their actions have come full circle affecting them in a very dangerous and unavoidable way. And at the rate, some people and the government are supporting the project, and if the airport is constructed, we never know. Nepal could possibly face the same situation, or who knows, even worse. Also, Nepal's air quality is one of the worst. And the recent smog in the valley is very scary and with the rate the trees are going to be cut, smog will be our everyday reality. Yeah, that is a scary possibility that we hopefully don't have to face in the future. So moving along, this is something for our audience. We just want to let you know that our gist on the catch-up effect, the need to airport so far, and even the possible risky scenario that was just highlighted by Priyanka, and may seem to paint a grim picture, but we want to assure you that by no means are we trying to discourage development in general or enlist a sense of fear or pessimism among our audience. We are just trying to provide a different perspective with the information we have to keep the conversation going and bring interesting questions in that process. So speaking of the questions, do you all think that countries like Nepal have to catch up with the developed world? especially when most of our development projects involve a huge compromise of the environment. And do you all think that it is a sustainable route to take at a time when the rest of the world is reevaluating the relationship with the environment? So let's reflect on such questions for a change. Yeah, we definitely need to think of such questions. And that is why we started this podcast with a sincere hope that we can make people aware about the many ongoing environmental issues in Nepal and be able to make informed decisions about it in the future. So if you're interested in being updated about what's happening with Nijgad Airport, please follow Save Nijgad on Instagram and Twitter. And on that note, thank you so much for listening to us and we will really appreciate your feedback on how to improve our podcast. So please send in your questions and feedback on our Instagram at the Climate Smart Podcast. Please tune in again every last day of the month and let's continue to be informed, get the conversations going, motivate one another and hopefully be a part of an equitable and sustainable future for all. Thank you.